0: Coming to you from that galaxy far, far away, this is the Star Warriors Podcast. And tonight, this is Chris.
1: And this is Rocco.
0: And we're back again with another episode of Marvel Comics. And so we'll be talking about January 2022's books. We're in the new year. Uh, and Crimson Rain is in is in full gear. We're uh, we're on the second issue this on this show, so we're really excited to talk about that. But uh, let's jump right into the news from the Hollow Net, shall we, Rocco? And, Absolutely. Uh, why don't you take a it here? Yes. Why don't you uh, well, share with the audience about your thoughts on the book of Boba Fett since we just had the finale, and there's a lot of different feelings out there from a Star Wars fan. What did you think?
1: Um so I th- I mean we're going to get and just if you're listening we're going to get really in depth on this in a future Star warriors episode actually this month we're actually going to break down Book of Boba Fett so like you'll have to bear with us we're we don't want to uh you know give it away too early so I'll be brief um and listen to that episode everyone but anyway <laughs> um I liked it I thought it was good I thought that they made some weird choices um, in that in the season, but I didn't. I loved them. I just thought that they were weird where they were, and it kind of threw off the finale, which I think the finale suffered because of that. Yeah,
0: no, I I agree. I feel like if you're going to give us Mando season two point five, tell us that instead of saying it's the book of Boba Fett. It's really like the book of the Mandalorian. Here's what happened to Boba Fett, and then here's Dinjar and doing his thing, and we get answers to things we thought we we're gonna have to wait in, you know, until December four. So I loved what yeah. I watched, and like like you said, yeah. there's some stuff that's just not placed properly. Wonderful, but I was all in for a crime show.
1: Yeah, I I think that. I expected to see Din Djarin in an episode or two of the Book of Boba Fett. I did not expect that he would be used the way he was used. Um, I, and, and again, you know, I think we'll get deeper into that when we actually hit that episode. Um, all in all, though, like if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a must watch. It was a great show. It really was a great show, high quality, stunningly beautiful at times. And Tamir Morrison, he's a gift to the world. So,
0: I agree with all of that. So like Rocker said, just tune in. We're doing our show, big show with all the the other guys. So that'll be happening in early March. Uh, So tune back in around then. Uh, Next up, let's talk about this rumored uh, live-action High Republic series that's being Hailed as uh, it's more for kids or maybe like, you know, teens or young adults or whatever it is. I'm not sure what the classification is at this point anymore. But it does seem to have like Stranger Things vibes going on. And that's kind of how they're selling this Um, for me. Sure. Just Star Wars content, especially if it's High Republic.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. I'm at a point where it's like, give me Star Wars content and like make the, because the, because the Disney plus content has been so good, if they're going to continue to pump out high quality content, even if it's like a stranger things type show for maybe a younger audience, I Star Wars content. I'm going to watch it. Um, The only thing I think that people had issue with were I would say the movies that Disney put out that are, I will say, not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not consistent. Um, and the shows have been. The the D-plus shows have been consistent. And if they can keep up that consistency, keep it up. And if this is on their plate, awesome. I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just, it's its funny because you see what Filoni and Favreau have done. And you wonder can that influence stretch beyond just that world they're building right there with that new Republic time? Uh, And do they give them more responsibility? Do they give them more reins, like a Kevin Feige type deal or something? But I, I honestly, I would rather things not feel all the same either because that's the idea of the high Republic. And it's great for new fans. It's great for old fans. It's great for everybody because they're doing something that they haven't done before. And they're exploring new territory and, and doing a lot of fun stuff. So I always feel kind of guilty that I'm behind being a Star Wars fan. But then again, there's so much other stuff going on, um, like with these comics. And that's what I kind of wanted to say about the Book of Effect, too, is we deal with so much of the underworld in these comics that we read. And it's such a, it's one of my favorite things about Star Wars. And that's what I really wanted to see in that show. And I hope that maybe with a season two of that, we can get like 13, 13
1: or something. That would be wild. 13, 13 would be wild, would be absolutely wild. Um, but, oh, you know, I, I, I just give me the content, you know, give me all the content. Oh, and um, to your point on Favreau and Filoni, you know, Personally, I would love to see John Favreau and as a Kevin Feige type for Star Wars, with Filoni as the creative director of all of Lucasfilm, and I, I think that I think that Favreau has to greenlight it, and and Filoni has to pass it through story, uh, and I think with Filoni's encyclopedic knowledge and a way to build off of that, I mean he learned from the master. <laughs> um and then favarao just knows how to make these decisions i don't know how to explain it i've never met him i've never been part of his decision making process but seeing what he's put out for star wars makes me go yeah i think he should make all the decisions (laughs) and and i could see him in that role and then i like what you said like you know do we want it all to look the same well that's why they bring in directors like taika and they bring in all these different directors, and and you know, in the Mandalorian, that first season, they gave us a lot of different stuff. Yeah. I think, in my opinion,
0: no, absolutely. Mm. What a gift! Like,
1: yes, yes.
0: I just, I can't wait for her to get her own movie. It's going to happen. She needs a
1: trilogy. <laughs> she needs like she needs yeah. Like I, I give her nine films. She knows, <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She's yes. shown us that time and time again. Let's go! Oh yeah,
0: no, I absolutely agree. I, have, I, had, it's just, you know, it's it's funny because I, I, I was really making fun of the story group at the beginning of the Disney run because it's just like you have like these these people who are supposed to be responsible for carrying over canon and allowing it to go across all the different. Mi- Multimedia's and whatnot and so why was that not something that you wanted to do from the get-go mm-hmm. it was one of the biggest complaints about like the eu was like oh it just got so convoluted yeah and it didn't really pay attention at some points but you know as as kind of a, a guy who followed a lot of it i enjoyed it right but now i'm expecting more i'm expecting mm-hmm. that you're linking things together it's all it's hashtag it's all connected and things like that like when disney buys this what they did with marvel there's no mm-hmm. excuse why they can't have a solid plan with star wars and i'm so happy in the direction we're headed um at this point so i agree you're, i feel like Floney should be like that head of the story group um i just i mean bringing black kersantan like you do it like crazy stuff that just pays off the fan who loves all of the star wars
1: and not, I mean, but they they understand how deep some of those cuts are. Uh, I mean, if you look at the second season of The Mandalorian and the episode with the crate dragon, which was the premiere, the season premiere, you're bringing in Cobb Vanth from the book series. Yep. You're bringing up a crate dragon, and in the end, the Sand People pulled out a crate dragon pearl. Which is an old school video game drop in an old school Star Wars video game from like way back when I don't even remember the name of the game, but it was like a loot drop that like you, something you could pick up like a piece of treasure was, and that's a that is someone that like pays attention to everything. That's that's wild to me, but anyway,
0: but that's 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 exactly what it is. It's appreciation for the it's for for the world. For this this universe galaxies whatever that star wars is mm-hmm. and that's and that's where we want to be we want to be able to go into this world and believe that everything is connected the right way and they're paying attention to what the fans like and also what new fans like yeah. so yeah all right let's move on to kenobi uh we got a poster and a premiere date but to many uh Many sad faces out there. We did not get a trailer at the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't expect it because I don't think that these station these these companies play nice together. So I don't think they're going to award NBC with like this Kenobi trailer. But we what is I mean? It's May twenty fifth. The show drops, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Yes, uh, because basically we have Moon Knight and then we have
1: Kenobi. Y- yeah, which is just awesome um we'll talk about moon Knight on an episode of listen up casuals um so make sure that you tune in to us there um but uh, kenobi i think is the show that i've been waiting for like personally um because we're still well off ahsoka and i mean i can't wait for that but the big thing for me here is a few things Number one, Ewan McGregor was super clear that there will be scenes with him and Anakin together again. That tells us flashbacks. That tells us we're going to get a young Ahsoka. To see the three of them in their Clone Wars armor um, in live action, I think, yeah. would be probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So, that. And... The fact that they just breaking news broke that Jimmy Smith will be reprising his role as Bale Organa. Great, and that there's the Inquisitors and Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in it some way, somehow. Um, he's going to be a uh, he's going to be playing a role that apparently we all know but he's going to be playing it in a new and different way, a new interpretation, which I don't know what that means. It's very cryptic, but I'm excited because it's Kamel Nanjani and he's freaking great. I would just,
0: my the only thing that clicks in my head in that, that statement would be a, maybe a Legends character that we all know, but they're going to do it different this time around.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's that's a good thought. That's That's a very good thought, actually. I actually wondered if he could he pull off hondo
0: let's <laughs> yeah, let's make that happen right there that's that's
1: what I want now Kenobi! you know how long have you been hiding here? you know like and is is kumail gonna break is that i mean it it makes sense. I could be wrong, but anyway, I've thought a lot about this show, and um I can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, just, just what people say about it, like how ewan McGregor talks about the production, and Deborah Chow, and just saying we're going to see things we've we've always wanted to see, or you won't believe what you're going to see, things like that. I believe when ewan McGregor says that stuff because, I mean he, I mean the guy was making his own lightsaber noises, you know, and and during the prequels, and he said. He's a longtime fan, and his uncle was in Star Wars, and and so on. So I trust that man because he is Obi Wan Kenobi to me. And like you said, all of that stuff, like we see flashbacks. If we see Darth Vader again, does does Ahsoka seek out Obi Wan? You know, you know Rosario Dawson version. So it's very exciting. Yeah. It's definitely. It was the one thing I've always asked for. It's it's he is one of my favorite characters, so I, I wanted that movie, just like I wanted to bubble of that movie. Now we've gotten the show, yeah. so all of these dreams come true are happening at Disney Plus, and I can't I can't wait. Um, yes. So May twenty fifth, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, can't wait. You did mention you did mention Inquisitors. Uh, there is a little rumor out there. Rupert Friend, who I guess, is best known for the Hitman movie. Uh, Agent 47 Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. He's now rumored to be the Grand Inquisitor. So, grain of salt. Not a real casting, but there is a rumor out there that this character may show up. Putting this before, of course, Rebel Times.
1: Yeah, I'm not against it. And then,
0: uh, you know, this is a comic show. So, just another announcement. And who knows if this is a tie-in. But there's a Kenobi comic miniseries coming this May. uh, Which... It was really exciting because I'm sure we'll talk about it on this show. I hope it'll be written by Christopher Cantwell with art by Ariel and Andito, who does a lot of the work on the books we read for this show. The series finds a titular bearded hero in the final days of his time on Tatooine, chronicling early adventures in his own journals, which were previously mentioned in the Marvel Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. So remember those. Those are, I love mm-hmm. those comics because I thought that was a really neat way to do. An issue here or there you know so yeah
1: yeah no i agree
0: so will you be picking this comic up i mean
1: yeah i i have no idea why i wouldn't because i love comics and i love star wars amen amen, amen uh
0: also d plus new season two of andor is a go even before the first season is aired uh, and they'll be filming it this year probably towards the end of the year when the first season should be dropping, right? Is it in the fall? When is this? When does this show come out? I need this. I need this. I don't scratched.
1: know. I'm sorry, but this announcement kind of pissed me off. Um, Simply because, like, before you're telling me about season two, when the fuck are we going to get season one? You haven't even told me when season one starts. Like, you know, and, th- and now you want to talk to me about season two? Let me see season one first. Show it to me, and then we'll talk about Season 2. I'm sure I'm going to like it, but I want to see it. Content, season Rocco. Just,
0: just know that it's so good, probably, that they renewed it for Season 2 before you saw it.
1: I I, I want that to be true. It is. Will, okay, All of well, that. The Jedi, the Force. <laughs> okay. Oh. okay, Han. But All no, right. I, I just... Like I I mean sure, I, I loved Cassie and Andor. I love the idea of this show. I can't wait to see it. So show it to me already. Exactly.
0: I'm excited for like the secret agent side of the Star Wars universe.
1: Exactly. And I think it'll be I think it'll be awesome.
0: Bring in some cool characters from the comics we've met. There's enough there's enough content there to like wet all our whistles, so
1: yeah, and I think, too, um, speaking of comic books, this being a comic show, was the addition of Black Kersantan to Book of Boba Fett really gave credence to the comic book characters, really gave credence to the fact that they're paying attention, and really, I felt validated as a person that's read the comics to be like, okay, this is what it's all about for me. Like, I've yes. read, I know this character, as soon as I saw him on the screen, I was like, yeah, I know who that is. And mm-hmm. you th- you think about everything you've read, and it's just, it was awesome. It was just well done. Payoffs.
0: Payoffs for being fans. So, speaking of Black Kersantan, let's talk a little bit about collectibles, because there's been a slew of new pre-orders and, and more out there for you to empty your wallets at, throw your wallet at, whatever you got to do. So, um, today they... They put the Black Kersantan uh, Black Series figure up for pre-sale. Uh, I ordered it just because it's me. Uh, and so, but I am very disappointed in it's, it. It's got too much of a Chewbacca buck for me. You know, so I, when I say buck, the build to the figure, uh, when I'm paying a little bit more than a normal Black Series price, why aren't you doing a new sculpt? Like, I just... I'm like, is this the is this the Chewbacca guy from Shadows the Empire?
1: Yeah, that I definitely felt that. It definitely felt like a Chewbacca mold that they made black. If you're watching Book of Boba Fett, and like I'm I'm gonna get, you know, super specific here, but his fur isn't just jet black. There's there are tints to his his fur color. There's much more detail I understand his name is Black Kersantan in the comics, but even in the comics, while being drawn, he was a very detailed person. And the the figure looks like a kid took a Sharpie to a Chewbacca. And, like, his knuckle dusters didn't even look like they were a different color. They looked like they are the same color as, like, his fur, just black. Like... I don't know. It it was it, it felt sloppy, and yeah. the Black Series figures are going up. I pre-ordered Ahsoka um, from The Mandalorian, and I pre-ordered Omega from Blacks uh, from uh, Bad Batch. You're welcome. Yes, thank you for that. It Devil was on fi- your shoulder. I was. That's true. You were no, but that it's up by ten dollars. That was fifty. That should have been forty, and it was fifty dollars. And it, I'm just like, wow, like, this is stupid. You know, those figures look beautiful. But, like, you're going to give this black chrysanthemum? Sorry, I'm done complaining. I just... Get it off your I soapbox. I saw the picture. I saw the picture on Facebook. And I'm like, what is this thing? You're talking about buying it. You already pre-ordered it. I'll make you one. <laughs> no, I'll make
0: I'll make the custom out of this one. Yeah, I, um, whatever. So this is... These are the times you get frustrated with that with that line, um, but like you said, all figures have gone up in price. Right? It's just you have to still deliver. That was the whole point mm-hmm. of doing deluxe figures and in, in larger figures and stuff like that. So maybe they'll fix it by the time it comes around. Who knows? Okay. Uh, also out. What else we got? We, like you said, Ahsoka uh, from the man from the Mandalorian. So her older Rosario Dawson look. We have an Echo figure to go with. Uh, with your Bad Batch, along with um, Omega. So I added both of those because I love those Black Series figures look great. Uh, always, like, that was a thing. It's like, we're trying to make these look more realistic. We're taking these cartoon characters, like they do with the Rebels ones, but we're going to make them look like they should. Yeah. And that's that's what I don't get about the other one. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Boba's, I agree. Bob's Throne Room. A huge, uh, one of the biggest sets for the Vintage Collection. Comes with like 50 accessories. Uh, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, like Bib Fortuna figure, where he's fat and with his original staff, paid tribute to from the original action figure, and I more. Know. That's a great set. Um, and then a bunch of Legos, man. Legos galore, like the new Starship, uh, the Naboo Fighter. Who uh, has
1: the space for Legos? Colin, I'm talking to you. If you're uh, Hopefully you're listening. Where do you, where do you put all of Honestly, I love Legos, but I like I don't know where I would put them. You got to start hanging ships from the ceiling, man. And I, hope just, like, I hope they don't hope they don't fall. I'm running out of space with figures and comic books. Now Lego sets, Jiminy Crickets. What I mean, like that's Colin. Where do you put them all? All right, all right, I'm done.
0: Questions, <laughs> questions that the inquiring minds want to know. You know. Uh what else? They put the throne room for this. I don't even like that throne room for the Lego set. I think it's a cheaper version of the Jabba's throne room. And I can't even order that Dark Trooper Attack set, uh, which I want so bad, but for some reason it's available March 1st, and these are available today. So very huh. weird to me. But I um, that is odd. I am happy to pre-order some new Star Wars products today.
1: Hell yeah. Yes, sir.
0: So I think it's time that we uh we jump over to the comic side of things, what the show mm-hmm. is about. We had some pretty good stuff this month uh, with Crimson Rain. Like I said, in full swing, we're on issue two of that, so we're going to be starting with that today. It's called The Assassins. Yes. Written by Charles Soule, art by Steve Cummings, ink by Victor Olazaba, colors by Guru EFX, and letters by Travis Langham. So, I, I found this interesting because War of the Bounty Hunters was such a big event. It was something that was happening all the time. It had a driving story. Well, Crimson Reign has been really good, but it's definitely more of like a, an intricate story. uh yes. a, a behind-the-scenes story of what is happening and how the fallout from War of the Bounty Hunters uh, is happening uh, in the same time era before Return of the Jedi.
1: Yes. Um, I... I'd say War of the Bounty Hunters was, like, really more this in-your-face kind of battle, you know, uh, very uh, grandois, if you will, and in certain aspects, you know, like that huge moment where the auction of Han Solo is happening, and it's told in, like, four different comics from four different points of view, and it's full of action. This on the other hand Crimson Rain is more of an espionage more of a like a a weaving of a a story of really de- deceit and betrayal and boy does it heat up this month or in well January
0: <laughs> I was so excited because of the preview for this this issue it was like Ochi and Deathstick like battling Battalion of of Red Guards, and it's funny because it actually doesn't go that way. Uh, because we go into these different little stories of each assassin and how Kira is sending them to do her bidding. So Ochi is sent to assassinate somebody close to the Emperor, and this is this is kind of Kira's plan to show how vulnerable the Emperor is. And what I find interesting as well is. On the other side of things, we have Deathstick, who in this issue we learn is a Night Sister. I thought that was—I uh, thought that was huge. Um, yes,
1: it, it was, it, and it made a lot of sense based on Deathstick's like voice. Like, obviously, we can tell that it's different. Um, obviously, I didn't guess that she was a Night Sister until okay. it was revealed, but it just made sense after it was revealed. Like, oh, okay. A lot of things make sense now.
0: Yeah, she was just kind of there suddenly, or she was able to like manipulate things to, to her bidding, and no, and neither of us really even figured that out. And I think that's a really neat twist of things. Another tie mm-hmm. to, you know, the canon that's being told. And I think that's exciting because just that book of Boba Fett, it's like, oh, the Night Sisters of Dathomir rode Rancors, you know, mm-hmm. and just throwing things back to legends or or throwing it to, to clone wars and and more. So it's all connected, my friend. It's all connected.
1: It it's all connected.
0: So the other target, um Deathstick's target is Cadelia, who we mm-hmm. met early on in the uh, our comic reading days here. Uh mm-hmm. who is the heiress to both Mourner Whale, Mourner's Whale yeah. and the Unbroken Clan. Yep. And so we have the kind of like Lone Wolf and cub thing with Valence at the beginning, right that's who it was uh but mm-hmm. she's kind of now risen back into being a central character because in another book we're going to talk about today, she's also brought up
1: yes i I love this book i i I thought this was a gr- i thought this was a really great month um of books, and this is no exception
0: I'm always impressed by most of the books, and I say most, and we'll talk about that later, but i Another thing that they do here, uh, like I just mentioned, by tying in, like, say, the Nicester thing with Death Stick, they have Nakana Lash train Cadelia to defend mm-hmm. herself, which is making this character even more important in this timeline, mm-hmm. who then appears in the sequel trilogy. So, again, tying <laughs> things together.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's awesome.
0: And, like I mentioned, the Red Guards earlier in this issue, we see these Red, the Red Guards just drop dead suddenly. And I think this is just eye opening to the Emperor to know that he could be infiltrated that far by, by Crimson Dawn.
1: Yeah, it was a, a, a wake up call to Emperor Palpatine, which you would think he would never need one of those or, or receive one. Exactly.
0: Uh, but then at the end of the issue, Deathstick delivers Cadelia uh, to Kira and. That's where we leave it. Uh, but we'll talk about her again down the line. So yeah, I um I like this issue, and I don't because it's it's like a side issue of a comic. I get what they're doing, and like you mentioned, like a very uh, spy-like. Um, mm. not, what did you use? Um, espionage. Espionage. Um, and it's very it's very subtle, and we really they're like really trying to. Crimson Dawn is trying to show how powerful they are by infiltrating farther and farther. Darth Vader and others are are hunting down these these Crimson Dawn infiltrators, and as we'll learn next, um, it's not always that easy. So
1: no, no, it is not. Um, I, moving into Darth Vader tw- number twenty. Um, do you? I'm sorry. Do you have the uh, author and colors and everything? In your I got the officials.
0: Yep. Uh, Darth Vader twenty is called the Queen's. Shadow Returns, written by Greg Peck, art by Raphael Ianko, colors by Alex Sinclair, and letters by Joe Carmagna.
1: Carmagna. So this was a... And Vader does this a lot. Darth Vader uh, is usually always the best of the month, at least in my opinion. Um, But the story's just always just really good and, you know, the ultra-violence of Vader always made him interesting. But, um... This is great because it starts with Sabe, one of Padme's handmaidens, that is revealed to be uh, an agent for Crimson Dawn. And she is on Polis Massa looking for uh, the really the last days of Padme and her assumption that Vader had her killed or had killed her. And, you know, the them informing her that Vader was more concerned about killing those that hid Luke from him, or Mm -hmm. hid the idea of Luke, um, which I thought was a cool little tidbit. Like, this world, these people don't know that Luke is Vader's son. They don't know that. But you have these little pieces of, like, well, Darth Vader was more concerned about the people that hid it from him. And I thought, I think that adds a cool layer to that, you know, that kind of background. Cause I mean, you know, as fans we're, we just know that Luke is Vader's dad. These are people, you know, that don't know that. I think that's very, I think it's very cool. I,
0: I really feel like the census on Tatooine is done poorly because I mean, how do you, how do you have the last name Skywalker? And nobody can find you.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. That's very true. Um, but maybe, Hey, maybe Obi-Wan will explain that better. The, the show. So then we get back to Vader and he just goes ham and starts murdering red guards, murdering the Emperor's just people, like, right there in front of him. And Vader's like, you know, we received a list of collaborators with, with Crimson Dawn. I dispatched them, as you can see, and the Emperor says, you know, it's a good thing you did that. It shows our power. But at the same time, only one person you killed was actually Crimson Dawn, and that's when Vader realizes that the list he was given was incorrect. And then the big reveal is that you know Sabe is the one. You know, she she tells Ochi and the uh, oh, what, what does Vader call her? The the Umbaran tells uh, Ochi and the Umbaran. Or- you know. Ambassador Moore? Yes, and uh, Sabe's there with her droid, and she's like, you know, you're going to meet your new handler. So she was the one who did the list, gave the phony list, and I am very much looking forward to how this is going to come to fruition, and if Sabe learns that Vader is Anakin. I'm very, very curious to... To that, and when that, and how that comes about. Yeah, it's it'll
0: be interesting to see how how far that kind of information can go, and yet still not affect the canon that we know uh, from this time up, leading up to Jedi. So, who gets murdered? You know, who? How many people are going to get wiped out by Vader by the end of all of this? How you know? It seems like the easiest way to clean things up. Yes, just to kill everyone. I felt very like it was a very Inquisition style killing. It was just like I'm coming in and just I'm I'm killing all these red guards and his advisors. Like we know those creepy like prune faced guys that are hanging out with Palpatine in in Return of the Jedi.
1: These with the weird hats.
0: Yeah, put these guys in more stuff because (laughs) I was always like, who are those guys? Uh, Some great artwork in here as usual. I just feel like, like you said, this this comic is the best of the lot always uh and definitely was this month greg pack is a great writer and always has been and he's he's found his he's found his voice with vader uh especially as of late in into these into this big trilogy that charles is doing
1: i love yeah everything from the artwork to the way this book was written but again just like you said it's kind of become expected
0: at least with this issue ended up on our show because originally I was so confused by that stupid Mandalorian variant, or variant or the cover that I was like, when's this coming out? So good see. Yeah, though. it's good weird.
1: I, I did that. I did that too. Um, I, I had like, yeah, you had mentioned it in your list, and then I'm like, why don't I have this book? And now I'm using Pullbox. And I go ahead and look it up on Pullbox, and wouldn't you know? I didn't even subscribe to it. I wasn't even subscribed, and like I had must have forgotten to. So I have fifty-five subscriptions.
0: Welcome to the yeah. Welcome to the real world.
1: Yeah, right. So it's like I it was bound to slip through the cracks. I just can't believe it was that one. But then. You know, I saw that Mandalorian cover, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, I need, I need to have this." And it was the last one he had left with the order, so it's just, yeah, very, very. He he told me that he's like, "You have no idea how lucky you are." I was like, "Thank you." (laughs) So, uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, It's Vader number twenty Mandalorian cover. It's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and there's a reprint coming with like Beskar steel coloring instead of the normal gold uh so that's great because chris sprouse has been doing these 50th anniversary covers which have been really cool because every every star wars property even like the ewok cartoon you know Yep. uh so i've been getting them all i was collecting his empire strikes back covers and then naturally just jumped over these when that was done so that's uh that's the variant game right there my friend good times Good times. Yes. Good old comics. Yes. That's why you need to get that app if you have fifty five subscriptions. Jesus. Yeah. Think about it. Well we go to commercial. All we'll right. right. We'll be right back. DFat Comics is the publishing branch of Don't Forget The only place to travel geekly. Focusing on
1: creator owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic. And fairy and many more d fat comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with d fat comics. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture, then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. you know we talked about bigfoot in one episode it's a lot of fun so come join me at the campfire chats a dfat entertainment podcast hosted on spotify and other fine places you find podcast
0: need more context on your favorite movie
1: is obama obama okay senator, senator obama
0: Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene?
1: This is prime. Like, this is, Perfect this is quality Freddy. entertainment.
0: Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider, bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies.
1: Welcome back. To Star Warriors, we're, tar- we're talking Marvel Comics for January 2022. Again, this is Rocco.
0: And this is Tarkin. I mean, Chris.
1: We're <laughs> <For> talking <laughs> uh, comics. <laughs> um, we are picking up right where we left off. Um, talking about Darth Vader number 20, and now we're moving into Bounty Hunters. Uh, Chris, what did you think?
0: So, uh, let me do the here. It's called With Friends Like These. A, that's a great line. Uh, writer Ethan Sachs, art by Paolo Villanelli, colors by Brian Valenza, and letters by Travis Laneham. I, I've enjoyed this series from start to this issue. And I love this, this new team we get. Now, with Valence being basically captured by the Empire... It has to do the bidding of Darth Vader and blah, blah, blah. We haven't, we haven't seen him this month yet. Right. I don't think he was in any of the issues. Was he in Vader no. at all? Yeah. It's kind of strange so. not to see our, uh, our favorite robotic cyborg, uh, bounty hunter, but we do take Atanga and crew this, this issue, uh, which is great because we've got, uh, Zuckus and Basta along for the ride. Um, and, What I like here is that they have to go after Forlom, and we haven't seen Forlom since War of the Bounty Hunters, where Mm
1: -hmm. first he
0: got, you know, he was dismantled, and his head was thrown in the Java's moat, and then he was rebuilt as, like, this killer robot who was, like, Mm -hmm. hell bent on killing them all. So uh, they are also, they're on the lookout for Cadelia, like I mentioned earlier. So this is all Mm -hmm. coming to tie together again because of, um, this, these connections to the underworld. Uh, they do find Forlom, and there's a there's a good battle with that crazy looking droid. But eventually, they, they defeat him and they get the head, who is back to normal Forlom status, uh, and they're free to go on their mission. So I don't I don't know when this crash course is going to happen um, with with our other characters in, in Doctor I'm uh, not Doctor Aphra I'm sorry uh, with like uh, with Deathstick and, and Kira. So, how, how does this team move, move through this storyline? Why, why haven't we heard anything about Boss or Zuckus post Jedi? You know, so I'm kind of the, interested. Yeah, you know, I'm interested to see what's going to happen here.
1: I agree. How many of them survive? Because, again, we don't really know much about them post Jedi, just like you said. Um, who knows if, you know, Boss was killed or or whatever it was. The only thing that breaks my heart with this is with Bounty Hunters with Valence now at Vader's hand, he just seems very neutered. Yes. You know? And it breaks my heart.
0: It does, but I feel like he's gonna get his, his shining day again and there's there's gonna be something epic, of course. I mean, look at the crazy stuff he's done in these comics so far. This these this great action porn. Uh, series that we have on our hands
1: it's what it's what it is
0: what i what I did like about this was kind of the um the setting that that was placed by, by Sax. It was kind of a it was kind of like horror like when they had to go to that derelict ship mm-hmm. and I really liked that feeling um because it's it is dead space and it's and you don't know what you're running into and last time mm-hmm. you fought this robot, you know you're you're You've tracked him here. Last time you fought him, he he was insanely powerful. So, what's going to happen? Um, and you know, like like I just said, everything turns out okay. But I thought that the way that he set the you know the tone was was interesting.
1: I agree. I think again, this is one of the better comics of this month. Um, I, I thought this Invader were two of the best this month. That's for sure. And yeah, I totally got that dead space, horror feeling, derelict ship, floating in space, you know, looking for this creepy droid, angry droid. Um, it, w- it worked. It just worked.
0: We also had a return of General Vakara, who yep. now is Grand Leader Vakara, working for the Crimson Dawn. We await yes. the dawn. He's been planted into this, into this leadership role by Kira, um, once again establishing a stronghold in the underworld uh, of Crimson Dawn.
1: Yes, and I, I like that too, that a lot of what they're doing is, um, like, we get this strong uh, imperial character and then, like, right at the end of the book, you know, and they've done this multiple times now. It's like, bam! Yeah, we're Crimson Dawn. Yeah. You know, or like a surprise, like actually Crimson Dawn. Like, you know, and I, it's cheesy and tongue in cheek, but it's also so awesome. That's how I feel.
0: I I agree. I, I, every time I'm just like, all right, this is, this is crazy. It's another
1: person who's, who's part of the Dawn. I just, it's, I'm waiting for the Emperor to be like, end of the whole Crimson <laughs> Reign, and, and Emperor Palpatine's like, yeah, I'm Crimson Dawn. <laughs> like
0: Reveals his button.
1: Yeah, his little, his little membership button right. that they all have. Um, <laughs> They're always flashing that membership, like, yeah, you know, like, beware the Dawn, or whatever the hell it is. And you're just like, okay. But, uh, again... it it's just it's good i like i actually enjoy it though so i don't know
0: i'm very excited to see because we're we're what only two issues in of crimson dawn or crimson rain which is what five issues i think but we have i think it's
1: four or five
0: yeah we have a bunch of a couple months left few months left of it and it'll be exciting to see because after that we have another we have a trilogy. And I'm assuming this trilogy is going to take place in the New Republic time.
1: Um, That's, yeah. The Hidden Um, Empire? I don't know. Yes, I I don't know. Hidden Empire? Or it could be Crimson Dawn, you know, hidden. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what Hidden Empire is going to be about. It's going to be, yes, their next events, because this was a trilogy of events... War of the Bounty Hunters, Crimson Rain, and then, like you said, uh Hidden Empire. So yeah. I'm actually I'm very curious.
0: Yep. And then we'll see Crimson Dawn show up in a thirteen thirteen Boba Fett show. There we go. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about this comic is watching Dengar have his like James Bond moment. Um he's like hooking up with this girl, wakes up, he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Crimson Dawn is calling her.
1: <laughs> yeah, <or it> calls. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, uh, Dangar. I don't even know. <laughs> I oh, know Dengar. you love her. I, <laughs> I know,
0: and I love the way they're treating him in this too. I I like that he gets this this Crimson Dawn um, yeah um, affiliation, adding yeah adding to more of his like his douchebaggery that he's well known for. Even you know, back to Legends comic. So, I I like this. I like that they're they are using the Bounty Hunters properly in the Bounty Hunters comic, and you know I'm really excited to see what happens next because this is a heavily you know a very heavily reliant issue with Crimson Dawn to to the Crimson Rain uh, run. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I love this book. Um, but if we're talking about books we love this month. Um, unfortunately, we still have to talk about books that we didn't like so much. Um, I got the feeling that you feel the way I do about this one, um, which is Dr. Afra number 18. Um, that is uh, Wong, Zhang, and Rosenberg. And In Karamanya. And In Karamanya. Afra, <laughs> um, we've talked about this before. It's efforts disappointing because it should be really good. The character is cool um she was awesome in the Vader comics like so why why not make comic good like when she has her own like run here like as she does, but it's the weakest of all the Star Wars comics right now, as far as I'm concerned, and I just I wish I understood why. So, this opens up on Areola and um, Always lucky. Feeling Lucky and, <laughs> and, and their store. I don't care about them. Okay? I'm not interested in them at all. Why are they in this book and why do I care about them? Some about Canto Bite and they've got a past. And now it turns out that they might be romantically involved, according to this book, which is fine. I don't care if they're romantically involved. That's not the issue. I don't care about the characters before they ro- were romantically involved, and I certainly don't care about them now. So, what is their purpose? They're, they're nothing. They're doing nothing to drive the story, really.
0: He's just lamenting about Ariel. It's, it's just just lucky, basically, like whining about not like his relationship with this character. And it, it, like you said, it's hard for me to even give a shit if I'm not attached to these characters. Why are you shoving them down my throat when when is 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 not even in this issue enough? Like you have where are those two droids we get those killer yeah. droids back. Please. Give us
1: something. Yeah. Give us some like comic relief. A hundred percent. Where are the where are her murder droids? They're gone. We got we've got her and Sana and and their Sana is Han's ex-wife, right? Correct. So we've got we've got Han's ex-wife, and we've got Aphra, and you know the two of them are, you know, I think in the in the hold, they're bumping uglies. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a beautiful thing, um, and I'm starting to really like Afra and Sana. But there wasn't all that much about them in this. We had way too much Lucky and Ariola, and uh, like they were chasing down this wannabe Sith or wannabe Jedi, Kofan Ferris. That that's it
0: that if it wasn't for this character who we've only met once so far i would be like i don't want to put this book on the show anymore yeah <laughs> but that stuff is wacky enough and funny to me that it's it's gonna we'll keep on it in our post empire show here
1: sure sure i i'm i like the idea of a, an old cult that were that couldn't wield the force so they had to use certain objects in order to conjure the force. I think that that idea in itself is super cool. I just don't think it's being executed properly. And I don't know why. I don't understand the decisions that the writing team is making for this book. I don't under- I'm I'm bored. I'm reading it. I'm bored. Exactly.
0: Why do I feel like I have to read this? With crimson rain, you're not giving me any, any indications that I should give a shit. Now you've mentioned in past shows about how they should be using these artifacts and mentioning the High Republic more and and whatnot. They did that with the Star Drive. Like yes, well, let's just get into it. Let's just would you just transform this comic into something that ties into the old High Republic, and you've got this it, yeah. mysterious cult that is trying to like take on the jedi with jedi like force esque weapons that they have to build how is that not coming from the hr how is that not part of that at all I hope it ends up being that but this this is a crimson rain book i I'm bored i would like I told you I couldn't even like absorb what was happening at, until I read the review of this
1: yeah i mean i i think and Marvel if you 're listening to us, I know you guys are long time listeners um, Afra shouldn 't be part of these events. Afra should be set in the same time period as it is now, but it should be in tandem with High Republic. You have High Republic and you have things that happen in the high Republic and then you have Afra who is studying the high Republic and you know, maybe there's a battle in the high Republic when some ship crashes somewhere or something. Right. And it's kind of like a a background thing, but then you open up the Afra comic and she's studying it like uh, 2000 years later or whatever it is. Like she's, she's billed as an archeologist. She's supposed to be the Indiana Jones of Star Wars. I'm good with all that, but like, get like actually give me some of that. Until then, I, I think this I think the this book is all over the place.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like Alyssa Wong is is really pushing the characters that I feel that she created for this, and I get that, but they suck. Uh, nobody's out there trying to get like you know the nine point eight of Just Lucky's you know first issue. You know, the, the people looking for the Cat Bane first issue back in two thousands. I mean, it's it, all jokes aside. I like what Alyssa Wong did with that one shot during the War of the Bounty Hunters. So I know she's a good writer. And some of the stuff has been has been good, like these little ties yeah. to the High Republic that you did. Um, but once you start putting Afra in the same leagues as the other characters that we've known for so long and held so dear it doesn't even compete. So go do your own thing. Like you just said.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And like, I, if you're going to introduce these characters, like just lucky and, and Ariel, uh, or whatever the hell his name is just like, first of all, Ariel, really? That's the dude's name. Like, I understand there are some stupid star Wars names, but this is i would say the worst one of of them all um <laughs> what is like if you're going to give me a new character fine but tie them to something that helps me care about them like i don't care at all i do care about afra i care about her enough to be in a better book i hope yeah
0: <laughs> and that's and that's what we just keep hoping every month as we you know, kind of chew our way through that title. So, listen up, Listen, Wong and Disney. Just please move on, Move on to High Republic, and yeah. you'll make a lot of people happy, I'm sure. Yeah. So, unless you really like that book, no offense, but it shouldn't be part of this this whole this whole era at all. Um, it's like I almost want to take that new Han and Chewy book that's going to be coming out and put it on our show. You know, to talk about that, even though that's post solo in a different time zone or time yeah, timeline point, but I just I would rather replace a book like Afra with something I think I'm gonna enjoy a lot, you know. So not that we're gonna drop it anytime soon because it's we are dedicated to this to this show.
1: Yes as a whole. We will continue. <laughs> Although I would like to talk about uh, Trail of Shadows, which I just finished. Um, it was great. Um, I believe it was only five, yeah, five books. And, uh, book five came out last week. HR. Yeah. It's high Republic trail of shadows. A detective is teamed up with a Jedi investigator investigating, um, Jedi murders. And I thought it was cool because it was like a buddy cop, where one of them's not a Jedi but an investigator, and the other is a Jedi and an investigator. Um, so the two of them together, I, I thought it was—I thought it was well done. I'd say I like that. The be- that's the best thing out of High Republic so far, in my opinion. Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a really difficult thing to do, especially when you're starting a whole new world of 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 a timeline like that. Is is creating characters beyond the Jedi, creating. Um, normal quote unquote characters that people are going to care about—smugglers uh, and, and bounty hunters and more—because all of this is what you know really enriches Star Wars to begin with. Is all of it. So I'm happy to hear that you liked that because I've been trying to get back in the HR. So I do want to read that eventually.
1: Yeah, I think that you'd enjoy it. I um I definitely definitely suggest it. It intertwines with. High Republic proper comic uh, sort of, but not enough where like you need to be reading that. I have a stack of High Republic comics I haven't gotten to yet, um, but I finished Trail of Shadows really quick because I wanted to get to know what happened. It was really good.
0: Cool. I will check that out. Most definitely. So, thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that there are other great comics out there in the Star Wars world.
1: Yes. Oh, yes.
0: Because we have the We had to stop talking about High Republic on this show. Now at this point, it's like, it would be like eight comics a month. So
1: yeah, exactly. We should do, we should do an episode just on High Republic, getting us all caught up,
0: catch up on the times. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Anyways, this episode is over another month in the bag. uh, And Crimson rain continues. So, when does Crimson Rain 3 come out because it was kind of funny we did Crimson Rain 1 in December we're doing it now because it just it just dropped right at the mm-hmm. early February mm-hmm. so we kind of put this into our January books cuz why wouldn't we um, yeah so I
1: agree I agree um no it should be coming out in March early March
0: Cool I'm looking forward to that it's kind of just this slow release schedule we'll probably get Hidden Empire into 2023. So, you know, look forward to a lot more episodes talking about all of these great comics. And so Rockwell, do you want to plug anything before we go today?
1: Yes. Um, make sure you're listening to the critical mass podcast um, because you hate yourself and we hate you. So make sure you check out the critical mass podcast. We have a season um, that's on now um, and we record tomorrow night um, with a friend of ours. Um, and I think it's going to be a great episode to tune in. Um, we also, you and I also do listen up casuals. Um, we just did an episode about Daredevil, um, which is there for your listening pleasures. And then uh, check us out on uh, Star Warriors. We're going to have our Book of Boba Fett episode uh, coming out soon.
0: Yes, all of that, because we've been enjoying doing that listen up casuals and we're. Trying to get that organized to a seasonal thing, so look forward to season two coming soon and more frequent. Uh, I'm very excited for our a fed episode. I I can't wait to talk to, to everybody about that because of everybody's different points of view, certain point of view, and whatnot. So I also do totally talk with Casey Bowker. So come get your geekly dose of the geek news because we just love to talk about everything from movies, TV, comics toys and more. So, check out all the other shows on Defiant Entertainment Network and that's it, my friends. So, anything else you want to say? Support your local comic shop, bye everyone. And may the force be with you.